Open your Bibles with me to the eighth psalm. It was an unusually difficult dilemma to pick which psalm I wanted to use today. There are others that describe the future glory of the earth and the saints in it. But we'll use the eighth, which we have used before, I'm well aware. But I hope that we can rejoice in it, every word of it. It's quoted a couple of different times in very different contexts in the New Testament. The second verse was quoted by our Lord Jesus Christ at his final entrance into Jerusalem. Verses 3 through 8 are quoted in Hebrews chapter 2. And the opening and the ending are the same, and they're wonderful words. And I hope that the name of the Lord our God and His Son Jesus Christ are precious enough to you to appreciate our translators putting an exclamation point. I thank God for this word, this written revelation from heaven to tell us about Himself and what He has in store for us. Let's all rise together in honor to the Word of God and read this in unison, the 8th Psalm. Together, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord. How excellent is thy name in all the earth. Amen and amen. You may be seated. We just sang, the Lord is God, the Lord is God. And in this psalm, and they were not coordinated at our level, it opens and ends with the words, O Lord, our Lord. O Lord, Jehovah, our God and ruler. Because one is in all caps and one is in lowercase. O Lord Jehovah, our God and ruler. How excellent is thy name in all the earth. And the name of the Lord Jehovah, I am that I am, is certainly excellent in all the earth. And do you love the Lord Jehovah? Do you love Jehovah, our creator, the infinite, independent, Immortal, 
eternal, omniscient, omnipotent, blessed, merciful, and holy God that the Bible reveals to us. We see His handiwork in the heavenly bodies. We see His love and affection for us in the pages of Scripture. He has set His glory above the heavens. This morning we had a glorious sunrise. It was nothing. Forgive me, but it was nothing. Revelation 21 shows a picture a whole lot better than that sun. And this verse tells me that He has set His glory far above that token light that He's given us to warm the earth. It's a token compared to the stars. It's our little star called our sun. He has set His glory above it. Now verse 2, He tells us what He thinks of us in our natural state and our natural ability to learn truth, wisdom, and knowledge. He says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. God has ordained to save us the weaker things of the earth, the poorer things, the foolish things, the things that are not, to bring to naught the things that are. And so he calls us babes and sucklings, and it was children that cried out, Hosanna to the Son of David, as the Lord Jesus Christ made a triumphal entry as king into his city before he left it for the final time and destroyed it. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, Jesus said, Psalm 8 was fulfilled in children singing his praises, and God ordained it from the mouth, from the mouths of little children, in order to still, that is to silence and shut up his enemies, who though they were university trained and theologically knowledgeable in their opinions, they did not know the Lord of glory. But the children did. And brethren, the think tanks of our world, as they come up with hallucination after hallucination and no truth, as they get farther and farther away from the truth of a Creator, and and an absolute standard of righteousness and morality that ought to govern our lives, as they get farther and farther away, we become more and more different from them as we gather in assemblies like this, where he shows his babes and sucklings strength in truth and wisdom and knowledge. The Lord Jesus said, I thank thee, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, it's for it seemed good in thy sight. I'm thankful that it was good in the sight of God to reveal his truth to us. And it shuts the mouths of those, and they will have their mouths shut more thoroughly in a day that's coming when the God of heaven and the Lord Jesus Christ will own us as his children and cast them into hell where their degrees will just add to the heat of the flames. When I consider thy heavens, and we should do that, when I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, no matter how immense we may discover our small part of the universe by telescopes, no matter how immense it is beyond our sight, no matter how powerful and strong and the sun is and how large it is 
compared to our earth. When we consider the heavens, they're just the work of His fingers. The moon and the stars, He's ordained them. That moon gives us months, (coughs) and the stars give us constellation for guidance, because He's ordained them. They follow His courses. He knows them by name. The Bible tells us so. When we consider all that, we then must ask, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Who are we that God would take an interest in us? And not a bare interest, but a great interest. An interest to send His own Son to purchase our eternal redemption and to have an eternal inheritance for us. What is man? You made him a little lower than the angels. You've crowned him with glory and honor. That is not yet true. The truth of this prophecy is coming in a future time. There is a slight fulfillment in our present world that we have dominion over it and have had dominion over it since God created Adam and Eve. Because that's when he gave him dominion over the creation. Use it for your own ends. And so we do. And we don't worry about PETA and the other little nature worshippers that don't have a clue about where the animals and the birds and the fish came from, nor why they exist, nor our relationship to them, because God has specified those things in the book of Genesis. Right. <clears throat> Thou madest him to have dominion. Over the works of thy hands, thou hast put all things under his feet. That God would give us, simple, lowly creatures, a role in his universe of governing the earth, that the, the place that has life on it, is remarkable. And we should consider it, and it should humble us. What is man? Who are we that we would be created and put in charge of this planet by the creator God of heaven? Thou hast put all things under his feet. Are all things under your feet? Are all things under my feet? No, not yet. Right. No. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, they've been trained, corralled, captured, exploited, used by men. And rightly so. The fowl of the air and the fish of the sea and whatsoever passeth, The Lord's given us dominion over all those things. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Now, that's only a bare fulfillment that we have presently. The great fulfillment is in the Lord Jesus Christ and us as his brethren. This passage is quoted in Hebrews chapter 2. You you may look at Psalm 8 while I read to you Hebrews 2. One in a certain place testified, saying... That one was David in Psalm 8. I'm reading from Hebrews 2. You can follow along at around verse 4. One in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things, (coughs) the works of thy hands. Does that include the sun, stars, and moon? Yes, it, thank you. 
Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. I'm in verse 7 of Hebrews 2. That set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. This is one place in the Bible when the Bible says all, that's all all means is all. Almost. <laughs> well, you better read the Bible carefully. I love our Bible. And I love the way God wrote our Bible. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But we know there's one exception to that, because 1 Corinthians 15 tells us there is one exception to that statement. God himself. That's the only exception. But now we see not yet all things put under him. We can use oxen to plow fields, and we can tame lions to eat puppy chow, and we can get Flipper to come up and take an apple off a diving board. Okay, a big deal. What about the sun, the moon, the stars, and the rest of creation that God has given us dominion over? We don't see that yet. Verse 9, and see, we end the quotation is over. Now there's an answer and an explanation. Paul writes, but now we see not yet all things put under him. Man doesn't have dominion over the universe yet. But we see Jesus. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor. So he's the fulfillment of this, being made lower than the angels, but now crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man, for it became him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons... Unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Psalm 8 is about to be fulfilled. In when the Lord Jesus Christ comes and creates a new heaven and a new earth, and we shall reign over the new heaven and the new earth with the Lord Jesus Christ as joint heirs of everything God has created. We shall be glorified with Him. Isn't that what Romans 8 is teaching us? If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. Because we'll be the sons of God and he is not ashamed to call us brethren. Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth! Exclamation point. The Lord Jehovah the only independent being in the universe, all others being mere creatures. The only independent being in the universe has set his affection on us and will raise us to a level beside him with the Lord Jesus Christ as joint heirs of all that God has. And then we shall see Psalm 8 fully understood. Paul tells us it's not yet seen. Paul told us if you look at Jesus, but we see Jesus, so we see Psalm 8 better. But in heaven, we're going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ as joint heirs, reigning with him in glory, including the angels. 1 Corinthians 6 tells us, don't you know that you're going to judge angels? 
Jesus Christ is over all principalities and powers, and we're going to reign jointly with him. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. May the Lord bless Psalm 8 to your hearts and minds. Amen.